0: Welcome to the Cheryl Broderson Podcast, encouraging and equipping you through the study of God's Word. This is a podcast taken from the Joyful Life Bible Study at Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. Okay, so as you know, we haven't really been reading the text in our Easter challenge because it tends to be longer yes. than it was in any of the other challenges. So I'm going to just um, kind of summarize, consolidate yeah. what happened. Um, this again is going over the part in the garden uh, where the soldiers come to arrest Jesus. So this is Judas leading this procession of mm-hmm. chief pri- uh, the chief priest soldiers, the Roman soldiers, and they've got torches and they've got um, weapons, lanterns yeah. and weapons to arrest Jesus. So I, I think in this, what do you think they expected? You know, why did they come with all those weapons and torches? That's
1: what's so strange about it. And I think too, like this is cool because it's the parallel account with what we did last week. And when Jesus asked like, why, why are you coming out here? You've seen me in the temple, you guys know. Mm-hmm. Almost like
0: you know this is ridiculous <laughs> mm-hmm. for you to come in this way and it's so covert and hidden. And I was reading about the lanterns. They really expected Jesus to hide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They expected that they were gonna have to look through this dark garden, they were gonna have to find him or they were gonna have to pursue him and maybe capture mm-hmm. uh, the disciples. Yeah. And what I see in this is that Jesus is fully in control Yes. Mm-hmm. and he's yeah. protecting the disciples. Mm-hmm. And he's He's ordering, he's saying what's going down and what's not going down. Right. Yeah. So we'll, we'll start with, you know, describe the place where Jesus went with his disciples. Kathy, you want to describe that for us? Well, we have the Garden of Gethsemane. It might've been a private garden. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was a
2: place that they were used to. And I what struck me too is Jesus demeanor in this he was calm mm-hmm. he had yeah. already gone through the crisis he'd had already had the meltdown before mm-hmm. the father not my will but yours be done and he now was calm and in still in absolute control yes. they expected him to be out of control but he was in absolute control
1: mm, i love that even yeah like like you were saying sure like hide you know they expected him to hide or yeah. but i love this jesus didn't turn himself in he also didn't hide he just kind of went about his business and let let everything come you know what I mean, come together Mm -hmm. as the Father had ordained and Mm -hmm. as, you know, even to fulfill all prophecy along the way. It's just
0: amazing, Mm -hmm. the control, as you said. We've already gone into question two. So we've talked about those who accompanied Judas, Jesus' demeanor. Um, I put control, Mm -hmm. courageous, and calm. Yeah. I just love those scenes. <laughs> um, and then Jesus' power. Let's talk about Jesus' power in this. Oh my goodness! I when He said, it. "I am," mm-hmm. and it, and I, you, you see,
2: the 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 reaction was they fall down in mm-hmm. absolute, um, you know, helplessness. And um, it, you know what? It reminded me of. It reminded me of the force. You know, remember in Star <laughs> Wars? Only this is the real thing. This is real power. And Jesus didn't use it. Um, to protect himself. I think he used it to protect his disciples.
0: Yeah, oh, I do too. Absolutely. But I also see too where, you know, earlier in a different gospel, um, he would said, Peter, you know, shall not I not accept this? I could call down 12 legions. Yes, yeah. yes. Of, Immediately. I could call down my army. Yes. And it, later in this chapter, he'll say to Pilate, if my kingdom was of this world, my servants would fight. I mean, they're just like, please, let us get you out of this. I just feel like heaven's just like holding right. its breath right. yeah. as they're watching this, uh, unfold. this unfold, right? But um, I think too, maybe this is why he kept silent before his accusers, because he also knew the power of his word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it true. was not only the power he could call down, but the power of his word himself. Mm-hmm. He could have stopped it's this. his name, I mm-hmm. am. Yeah,
1: totally. I actually was reminded, I love that reminded you of the force. I was thinking of um, Aslan, if you you mm-hmm. know are familiar with the Narnia Chronicles, and even when they portray that in like the movies and stuff, it's kind of funny how like all the minions, you know, that come to take him down, They come kind of scared because he's a lion, you know, Mm -hmm. there's power there. And I just see that here because even afterwards when Jesus says, let these guys go, just take me. You better believe they're going to obey him. Okay, you know (laughs) what I mean? They're coming to arrest him and they have to know like, wow, this guy has a lot of power and control here. Like really, he's the one in charge and we're just kind of going through the motions here. Mm. They must have been very, I would not have wanted to arrest him or bind him. Like, are you going to strike me dead, you know, that kind of a thing.
0: And again, that's why the weapons Mm -hmm. and the bindings, Mm -hmm. because they're totally intimidated by Jesus, even as they do this. And think about it. Some of these temple soldiers are probably the ones who had earlier gone to arrest Jesus when he was at the temple speaking. And when they went back and they didn't have Jesus, I think it's John chapter seven uh, or John chapter eight. And they said, where is he? And they said, never man ever spoke. Like this one again, the power of the word. and the power of the person that that he has that in him. Um, So comment on the fulfillment of Jesus' word. I think, Kathy, you hit this just a little bit, and I love that part. Yeah, um, well, the the fact that he said that, Father, thank you for all these, because I have
2: not lost one. Mm -hmm. And so here is a fulfillment of that word.
0: Mm -hmm. He's protective. Like you said, he's he's protecting all those that are... um, with him even now.
1: Yeah, and fulfilling scripture. Like we mm-hmm. were saying, like there's just such an awareness here with everything. And you see that throughout mm-hmm. his trial, his suffering, mm-hmm. crucifixion, like he's constantly aware of fulfilling prophecy, mm-hmm. you know. It's just it's amazing.
2: And the, it's like the Father's not only is Jesus in control, the Father is mm-hmm. in control and he's from the dawn of time, he's been in control. Yeah. And everything is kind of unfolding as Who's out
0: of control? Man. Okay, you know, but Peter. who else? Yeah, Peter. Peter, okay. <laughs> oh, that's Peter. a great transition. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, they They are. Um, others are out of control, but Peter is especially out of control. And we, we talked about this last yep. week, that he's wildly, you know, fighting. And this is what we look like when we're trying to defend Jesus sometimes. We're just oh. like, you know. Messy. Oh. Yeah, or just anybody yeah. who comes near is going to get hurt <laughs> because we're just, I mean, and I think about some of these apologetic ministries that are going to defend Jesus. And sometimes what they do is they end up... Becoming because they're outside the church. And that's always dangerous when someone is outside and not under the authority of a church, Mm -hmm. not invested in a church. um, They tend to attack churches Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, we should always go there with the idea to church. We're going to invest in church. This is the body of Christ. We're going to invest in others. And we're not going to let people get away with things. We're going to hold each other accountable accountable. because we're a family. But sometimes these parachurch organizations, they are, They are hitting from the outside because they're not invested in and i I think about that a lot when Mm. we're trying to invest jesus and they criticize the church instead of helping the church Mm. or coming in and improving the church yeah and so that was kind of you know part of my takeaway and he says put away your sword put it away and then i put matthew 26 52 because Jesus there said, put your sword into its place because all who take up the sword will die by the sword. Mm -hmm. I could call down 12 legions of angels. In other words, Peter, I don't need your protection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I got better protection than you, and I'm not even using that. Yeah,
2: Mm -hmm. oh, go ahead. Oh, I was thinking I have two things. Um, First of all, that John mentions the the priest, the servant of the priest's name, Malchus, Mm -hmm. and they think that maybe he had become a Christian because that's the last healing of Jesus when Jesus healed his ear. And then okay. the other thing is um, when um, Jesus said, Peter, don't you know that I have to drink this cup mm-hmm. and all the significance of that cup and all that it implies and it represents, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to interrupt no, th- in no, your no, thought. No. We no, interrupt
0: I'm, each other all the time. It's, it's to- yeah.
2: No, that was good.
0: We've never What's done this verse? before. We yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. No, we
1: never this interrupt. This is the greatest <laughs> What's that verse? Um, the something of man does not fulfill the righteousness of God. Yeah, the like, wrath of man. The wrath of man. Yeah, exactly. And that's what all this is. Like Peter, James, like, oh, I'll, you know, all of those things that we try to do that just don't accomplish God's purposes or his will. Basically, what you guys were just saying. So yeah. that's my takeaway.
2: Do you want to get <laughs> into that cup? I'm thinking of the cup that Jesus was going to drink, the cup of the wrath of God. You know, I'm just thinking of the significance of that and thinking all throughout scripture, it talks about the cup of the wrath of God. And that when Jesus was in the garden, that he, can this cup pass for me? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. unless your will, you know, not my will, but your be
0: done. And then we brought up a couple weeks ago that the the cup or the wrath is not against Jesus, because there are those who call um, God the cosmic child abuser, you know, forcing him to drink, you know, what would we would consider poison. And it's important to realize one. Um, Jesus drink it voluntarily. Yeah. But two, the wrath of God is not against Jesus ever. Right, right. It's against sin. Yeah. right. And so he willingly drinks um, what is due to us. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's almost like this is our cup that's our due for all our sin. Every man deserves to drink of that cup. But Jesus willingly drinks the cup on our behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, today I was reading where Jesus said, you know, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, How many times I wanted to, um, as a a mother hen gathers her chicks under her arms, I wanted to protect you Mm. from the wrath, Mm. but you were not willing. In other words, Jesus brought us all, all the chicks who are willing. (laughs) I'm a chick who's willing. All the chicks who are willing, he brings under his protective wings, and he covers us from the wrath of God. But those who are not under those wings... Yeah. Are subject to the wrath of God, yeah. Yeah. and that's why, again, when we talk about the tribulation, it's you know people go, "Well, where's the church? We're not in it Mm-mm. because we're under the protective wings." And this is for those who are not. This is the wrath of God being poured out against sin mm-hmm. um, to those who have not received the protective cover of cool. of yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and isn't that? I
1: mean, I know we need to move on, but. Uh, but isn't that like the whole Old Testament? Is God trying to get people, like, don't, I don't want to, ju- you know what I mean? Judgment yeah. is my strange work. That's not That's something right. I, I
0: love want that. to do. I want to protect. I want to take you under my wings, exactly. Any last takeaways?
2: Hmm? That was mine, yeah.
0: The cup, I love that. Yeah. And uh, I, just, I just love the fact that he's voluntarily giving his life. Um, and I, I was thinking about what he's giving his life to. Mm-hmm. In that garden, he's giving his life to God. He's Mm. not giving it over to the angry mob. Mm -hmm. He's not giving it over to violent men. Mm -hmm. He's not giving it over to evil or Satan. He is giving his life over to God in order to defeat anger and violent men and sin and evil, um, to bring salvation and not destruction.
2: So that means that we could do that now when we're also in situations where it seems like everything is against us, that we are not yielding to man we're yielding to God.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like First Peter, right? Commit yourself to him and doing good as to a faithful yeah. creator. You have yeah. to commit it to him.
0: Otherwise, you fight yeah. horizontally. Anyway. And my last yep. thought was, sin is a destroyer that must be destroyed. Okay, we're yeah. going to day two. And this <laughs> is John chapter 18, verses 12 through 18. Can you give us a synopsis kind of of that? Um,
1: let's see here. Oh, yes, when he goes to Annas. Ugh, I was reading about Annas. I was like, what a booger. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> We've told Jesus. I to mean, use beyond that, that, he was, he was yeah, he, just a wicked guy. So he goes to Annas, the, the <laughs> priest who, you know, was basically like the, the power behind the throne because the Cai- Caiaphas was the high priest, but it was his son in law. So Annas mm-hmm. is behind, the power behind all of this, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like the puppet master in a way. Um, and then, of course, Jesus and the other disciple. John, right? We know it's John uh, that they were following, and Peter goes uh, and stands. Oh, what does he do? Oh, yeah, he's standing outside while the other disciple goes in, and then the other disciple arranges for Peter to come into the courtyard. So they're following him. That's what we're and
0: twice to. in chapter nine, um, 18, and we'll talk about how Peter warms himself by the fire yeah, of the yeah, enemy. Yeah. Yep. This was one, one of my dad's uh, favorite mm-hmm. sermons, right. <laughs> like, uh, don't try to find your warmth. You yeah. oh, yeah. know, the, the fire enemy. of the enemy, which yeah. is really yep. an interesting point. But one of the things that, um, you know, um, so what do you see? Let's just talk about the placement, detachment of troops.
1: Yeah, so they bring Jesus to Annas. And I read somewhere that this was like a couple hundred soldiers or something ridiculous, this ridiculous force Mm
2: -hmm. to come get Jesus. Yes, Yes,
0: troops. It's like, really? So, you know, they're marching to get 200 people. Again, the intimidation. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I think sometimes when you know you're wrong, you over... Um, over- overcompensate. overcompensate. Yeah, yeah, and seriously. I think that's part of it. Yes. And can't you
2: see the um, the high priest and the Jewish leaders um, manipulating the Romans saying, you know, this guy is a rebel. Oh, you know, this so guy dangerous. is going to stir up. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. that yeah. you don't want anything bad to happen. Mm-hmm. So you will support us that's in interesting. this.
0: Yeah. And that's an important point that's to bring up for what we'll get to in a couple of right. days. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to it today. Right. But we'll get to it. But it's, it it, going for two that's days. really yeah. a good kind of, um, hmm. And Point. I had
2: another thing: mm-hmm. is Jesus willingly bound Himself, yeah. and to me that represented that He willingly. Binds so now himself- we're
0: going to Jesus from detachment yeah. of troops to Jesus, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Um, but He submitted to their treatment. He willingly bound Himself. But those that that those cords that didn't the only the only reason they held Him is because of love. He chose for His. He submitted to the Father because of love for us. Mm-hmm. And, and it's willingly. interesting
0: because there's a Psalm, uh, a prophetic Psalm, that says bind the sacrifice with cords to the altar and they didn't have to do that with any other sacrifices and the only other person that was bound as a sacrifice was Isaac right
1: fascinating Mm -hmm. there's so much there okay so
0: Annas I want to talk about Annas just a little bit because you brought it up but Annas when you you probably remember this Kathy we were in Israel together but we went to they found the bazaar of Annas so Mm -hmm he was the one who owned all the profiteering booths Yes. in the um, temple mm-hmm. courtyard, which was supposed to be the uh, courtyard for the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. So he owned all those booths that was making all the money. So when right. Jesus came in and cleansed the temple of all those booths and said, you know, my house shall be called a house of prayer and you've made it a den of thieves mm-hmm. annis no doubt took this personally oh, and yeah. this is when he said no we got to deal with this oh yeah oh, this yeah. is this is hurting with us deal. financially mm-hmm. now yeah, yeah. Yes. so yeah i mean it's so corrupt mm-hmm. just so corrupt any Very other thoughts on annis then we'll go to caiaphas
1: um, no caiaphas yeah. is interesting too he is why <laughs> Well, he has this prophetic word and he doesn't yeah. even know it, you know? Yeah. And just the fact, you know, in John 11, that's where he says that about that somebody should die for the, it's 11, expedient mm-hmm. that one should die for the people. And just uh, how this was all so premeditated. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. I was just thinking about that. Jesus had to die, but not for the reasons they thought. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, it's expedient that he died, but they had no idea why that was so true. It's Mm -hmm. really interesting,
0: the power behind. And they thought he needed to die because he was too popular. And the Romans would be, you know why they thought he had to die? Because they thought that the people were going to make him king. Mm -hmm. And that any king would become a threat to Caesar. And it's interesting because that will be the very charge that they use. You know, the very thing that they felt like, hey, if Jesus becomes king, we lose all our power. Rome Mm -hmm. will come and take away all our power. We'll all lose if Jesus is king. So that's yeah. that's part of the expedience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: And don't you see that they already condemned Jesus? I mean, as yeah. far as they were concerned, he was guilty and that he deserved to die, and they were doing everything they could to make that happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, They made up their mind a long time but, ago. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know that they thought he was guilty. I think they knew he was innocent, and I'll tell you Ooh, why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in Matthew, when it talks about when the Pharisees come to him, they say to him, and he's in Jerusalem, they said, um, They call him Rabbi, we know you speak the truth. Mm -hmm. And we know that you you know, you do um show no
1: favoritism,
0: right? You show no favoritism and you even teach the law and truth. So here's something that they know. And then when Nicodemus comes to him at night, who is a Pharisee, right? Right. So he's Mm -hmm. part of this this group, right? I think he comes late to the party, but he says Um, we've been talking about you and we know that nobody can do these things unless God is with him. So I don't think so much that they think he's guilty of anything. And even Pilate's looking at at this and saying, oh, this is about envy. This is all about envy. And remember the sacrifice had to be judged innocent. Wow. And yeah. so I think that they know wow. better than wow. everything they're doing. I think this is railroading. That threat. we want to get rid of him to save ourselves. Right. I think this is all self interest. Yes.
1: Right. No, and even the, even the fact that, wait, have we gotten here yet? Oh, wait, never mind. Wait Let's a talk about There's, Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then. keep
0: going, keep going. I, we, we
1: will. We will. We got to. <laughs> there keep was something going. else about
0: Annas that, okay, yeah, but go ahead. So, okay, so Peter, he stands outside the door. The other disciple mm-hmm. gets him in. Um, he denies to a servant girl. How is that? That's so sad. It's, like, it's sad because like, yeah, this a, girl, like, poor, poor, well, you remember, women couldn't bring
1: accusations. Yes. Yeah, so what's the point of like, yes. den- like denying it? And also, too, it, it's interesting that she said, "Are you also one of his disciples?" So did she already know that the other disciple was one of Jesus' followers, but maybe he had an end somehow? Yeah, uh, I mean, that's just kind of interesting. Yeah, and it's like, well, well, what I thought about this was that. Um, peter uh sorry the other disciple maybe it was known that he was a disciple but the fact that peter got questioned three times this was a trial specifically for peter and i just saw that how jesus gears these things for us specifically to deal with the things in our hearts and in our lives that he wants to work Mm -hmm, out mm -hmm. so this wasn't a trial that you know john needed this was a trial that peter needed Mm. and so
0: i just saw that as kind of interesting you know i was thinking about peter being cold and he's thinking about how shock makes you cold, mm-hmm. huh. and when you're going to shock, they yeah. want to give you a blanket. And mm-hmm. I think that Peter is so disillusioned, mm-hmm. traumatized, so kind of. traumatized. I mean, think about it. He was sleeping, and all of a sudden, this commotion. And he tries to kill someone. <laughs> he tries to kill somebody. <laughs> he should have been arrested. He wasn't. And maybe because um, of his culpability with chopping off Malchus's ear, he's really scared. Mm-hmm. And maybe you know that's part of you know one of the reasons he vehemently denies. Mm. And I I think about how these were his spiritual leaders too Mm. that are doing illegal things during the highest holy days. I mean, I think of all the disillusionment. First of all, Jesus, who is so good, who he's invested in, who he's been following, has been taken. Mm -hmm. And he's been taken by the religious elite who should have been supporting Jesus, uh, should have been seeing these things. And during the highest holy days, if ever you thought you were safe, it should be during the Passover, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And everything is wrong with this. And there's no time to really think. He's just reacting. And it is worse than anything that he could ever anticipate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I think about how John had insider information and access. And it was said that his family had a successful fishing Mm -hmm. business. And that's probably his inn. Mm -hmm. And they dried this fish. um, And the fish of Galilee, once they were dried, became a delicacy, Mm -hmm. even all the way up to Rome. So it could be that he would even maybe make deliveries of the dried fish to the high priest. So he's known. Mm-hmm. And again, they're still at Annas' house at this point. Yeah, yeah. Any more takeaways? Um, my,
1: just my overall takeaway here was just, again, we see just Jesus submitting himself to somebody like Annas. I mean, Jesus knew. That's why he was so upset in the temple, I mean, with the money changers. He knew what, how corrupt this guy was, how evil, and the fact that he just submitted to all of this. It's like, man, there's so much self-control here when you could have just destroyed... This guy with a word. Mm -hmm. And also even just the fact that, you know, not to not only to allow himself to be arrested and killed, but to let them think that they won. You know, it's so hard. That's what really got me. I was like, I hate, Mm -hmm. you know, hate like submitting myself to something. If I know I'm right, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like, I can't let them think they won, that they were right on this. And it's just like, man, our flesh is so not able to do that. But Jesus was so controlled. It's just like, not only did he have control, he was self-controlled. Right. Kathy, do you have anything? Well, yeah. I'm just
2: thinking of Peter, um, the the danger of wanting to fit in. You know, he did, he just wanted to stay under the radar. He wanted to stay close <sighs> yeah. to Jesus. He was, I'm sure, like you said, he was traumatized. You're seeing him get slapped, seeing them get, you know, the mm-hmm. victory in this, mm-hmm. and yet yeah, wanting just to don't don't look at me. But and, I wonder
0: too if it was partially because the Lord said, "This is your hour in the power of darkness," wow. that he didn't know what was going to come next. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, uh, as Satan said about Job, skin for skin, all that a man has, he'll give for his life. And this really brings out what will happen in John chapter 21, which Mm. we'll get to in two weeks. Um, Day three, I'm just going to, because we got to speed it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The high priest um, asked Jesus about his disciples and his doctrine. This is where Jesus said, I spoke openly in the temple. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is, at this point, he's saying, what you're doing, Jesus is actually calling them out on everything illegal yes. that they're yeah, doing right? um, in this. I love that. And, and he's saying, You know, I spoke openly. And then, of course, when he says this, one of the servants um, slaps him across the face. And it's believed that the high priest gave him a look and ordered him mm. to uh, slap him so across the evil. face.
1: Yeah.
0: And then Jesus said, um, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of that evil. But if not, why do you strike me? And Jesus is bringing out Exodus twenty-two twenty-eight, which is you mm. know, you're not to bring a railing accusation against mm. the high priest, but he's not doing that. Right. He, yeah. He's showing that. So let's go straight to takeaway. Would you be all right with that? Yeah. But if totally. we went straight to cool take-away. takeaway.
2: And uh-huh. I want it's a shout out to our discussion groups that we have in the morning before uh-huh. the time of prayer, because in our discussion group, Devin right over there, <laughs> she said the most amazing thing. She said, they struck the true high priest right then. Mm -hmm. Jesus was and is our high priest, and he was the true high priest, and he was the one that got struck.
0: That's so good. Also, too, um, in another gospel, it's in Matthew, it talks about at this point, um, a little bit later, the high priest will tear his clothes, and John Corson says it's at that time that he's actually turning the priesthood over to Jesus. Wow, wow. So a lot of things going on. What's your takeaway, Jasmine?
1: Uh, No, well, um, In a way, what I noticed here was um, really Annas' silence, because he couldn't say anything to this. Jesus completely called him out, like you said. I mean, what could he do but just send him off to Caiaphas? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's nothing, you know, there's just no legitimacy to any of this. I mean, this is being done at night, which is also illegal. Everything about this is so wrong. And they know it, like you said.
0: They knew he was innocent. They knew this was wrong. So you know. I have that Jesus' justice and righteousness shines even brighter and exposes the wickedness of his captors. Mm. I mean, as you're looking at this, you see Jesus, as you said before, in control, calm, a uh, kind. Yo, he's not saying, you know, you mm. dirty rotten sinners, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. know, you yeah. whitewash. He's he's saying, in fact, when I was reading today in Matthew, and I'm at that chapter where it says, Whoa, um, chapter mm. twenty-one, whoa, whoa. And I was thinking how he said, even now, he's giving them the opportunity to turn yeah. and to change and to repent. He's inviting even these who are uh, so cruel to him, he's inviting them to repentance, but they won't. Yeah. So I just think how brightly he shines mm-hmm. as being totally just. And it's showing, as Kathy, you said, you know, Devin said, the injustice mm-hmm. or the the sin of his accusers mm-hmm. rather and the righteousness of Jesus. So yeah. moving on to day four, um, Anna sends him to Caiaphas the high priest. Uh, Simon Peter is still warming himself. As <laughs> uh, somebody who's standing there says, are you one of the disciples? He denies it, says I am not. And then here now he's really caught. Mm-hmm. One of the relatives of Malchus says, you're totally one, yeah.
2: and he says,
0: yeah. "You know, you yeah. were even in yeah. the garden. He was probably there, right?" And saw Peter, you know, with the totally. torch, and you know, right. and Peter then denies it. And what happens?
1: The rooster crows. Yes. The rooster
0: immediately. Crows. Immediately, it right. was Like on cue. <laughs> okay, so can we go straight to the takeaway because this is a short day, Kathy? What do you What do you have? Well,
2: um, again, in our discussion group uh, this morning, I don't remember which one of you said it, but the rooster, you know, they, um, Margaret did ask, you know, what is the significance of the rooster? And one of the um, ladies said, well, you know, that's like wake-up call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I think, too, that uh, for Peter, Peter, Jesus told Peter in advance that this was going mm-hmm. to happen. I think to, to calm Peter, to comfort him, to reveal that God is still, Jesus is very much in control. He knew what was going to happen. He wasn't disappointed. He wasn't shocked. Uh, and not only that, but to invite Peter to repent.
0: But don't you think too, also, I agree with everything, but Luke chapter 22, um, maybe to fortify Peter's faith. Mm. Wow, because yeah. he said, I'm praying for you that your faith would not fail. Right. And sometimes you need that predictive word about yourself. Right. And Jesus did say, and when you have returned, strengthen right. your brethren. Right. So if Peter hadn't heard that word and he denied the Lord, yeah. if, if the Lord hadn't told him, you're going to deny me three times, yeah. but afterwards, don't worry, I'm praying for you. Yeah. And when you've returned, strengthen your brethren. Don't you think that Peter would have just, like, yeah. it would have been worse? Oh, yeah. it would be yeah. it would yeah, how would I would feel. I betrayed Absolutely. my friends, right? I I, you I this
1: was, he told me.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I had a couple of things. First of all, um, a, a question. Was it still nighttime? It's because, about 4.30
0: or 5.30. Oh, okay, so
1: a rooster would crow around that mm-hmm. time. Because so I was yeah, thinking so, if it's
0: still night, that would be unusual but, and it would be more obvious. But, but actually, they... they Pro when it's still dark right before yeah, the sun. Well, you would right because have been a, on farming. Farming time. That's <laughs> <I guess. laughs> You've gotten up to the, the rooster before yeah. on, on some of your adventures, so it yeah, it, it right before the sunrise. So again, it's showing again the you're right the right. illegality of this trial. All of that, that. Yeah. I mean, they were never to reach a verdict um, before sunrise. Yeah, before yeah, you know yeah, the heat of the day actually a couple other things I was thinking too. First, just
1: that this trial, it seemed like this just intensified. Like first he denies Jesus before a servant girl and then the servants and officers around the fire because that would be a little more intimidating. And then a guy who actually was like, wait a minute, you like, you know, took off the ear of my relative. I mean, that's like, <laughs> I oh, crud. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. in really big trouble here. I mean, you just see the escalating nature of it. I think it helped me appreciate a little bit more um, what Peter was, you know what I mean? Just how in your human nature you would panic and freak out because it's getting more and more difficult. Well, and you're
0: surrounded by people that hate Jesus. Yes. Right? And yeah. you're watching your savior go mm-hmm. down, so mm-hmm. to speak, yeah. and not defending himself. And I think it's like every man for himself. Yeah. I, I've got to protect myself. I'm in enemy territory. Yeah.
1: But then too, like, but because of that, because you see just how he could not stand for truth and stand for Jesus, how much more drastic is the transformation in the book of Acts? I've always loved that. Like, Peter was such a, you know... Well, really, in this moment, he's a coward and can't stand for Jesus at all, even though he said he could. But then in Acts, he just has the power of the Holy Spirit
0: and but, is not even phased. But that's, that's a word for us, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because without the power of the Holy Spirit, we can't do it. can't. We yeah. can't do it. And that's why Jesus had to die, so he could live in us, so he mm-hmm. could be under the new covenant, so the Spirit could be in us. Yeah. Uh, my takeaway is that he had to go to Caiaphas, because it's the high priest, it was the high priest that had to deliver the Passover lamb for the nation. And so it has to be the chief priest that uh, does the sacrifice, who gives up Jesus to be slaughtered. And he is foremost in the sacrifice at Passover and he must write and formally present the indictment against Jesus. And the only indictment they'll have, as we'll find out, on day five. Yeah. Ooh,
2: transition. <laughs> nice. Yes.
0: Okay. So, Kathy, can you just kind of summarize this day for okay, us? Okay.
2: So, we have the trial here and uh, questioning by the high priests. Uh, let's see. Wait a okay. he's um, uh, sent... Um, to Pilate. Yeah, you know, to Pilate. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness, to Pilate. And that was such an interesting uh, scenario is to see mm-hmm. Jesus, Pilate asking Jesus questions and Jesus answering him. And yeah. uh, that just to see how that unfolds
0: is Yeah. Um, but right now, this is just between the priest and Pilate. Okay. And so we're going to see that right now, Jesus isn't saying anything, right? Oh, right. You're, yeah, you're getting to day to six. 32. You're so I'm excited. In, for,
2: oh, yeah, I'm in day six. Okay. You love this.
0: Okay, <laughs> yeah. um, so... What do you observe concerning those who led Jesus um, from Caiaphas to Pilate? The irony. It's just yes. amazing.
1: I mean, here they are trying to observe the law while they put an innocent man to death, illegally, yeah. in the middle the of the night. I Breaking mean, in every way. it's just It just made me think of how, um, how, dis- how we really deceive ourselves, you mm-hmm. know, that we justify ourselves with all these uh, mental gymnastics, what is it? Uh, Cognitive dissonance, you know, where we're just kind of disassociate from what we're really doing. It's kind of disturbing. And I was just thinking of where um, David just prays that there'll be truth in the inward parts. It's like, man, we really need God's truth to be deep within us because our, you know, our hearts are deceitful and desperately wicked. We really can't on our own get there. We need his truth
0: really deep. Otherwise was, this goes on and we yeah. justify everything we do. And I was thinking do. about Matthew fifteen nineteen through 20. It's kind of like what you're saying. And it's interesting because Jesus said, to the Pharisees. He said, it's not what goes into a man that defiles yeah. him, but that which is already in the heart. Yes. And that's where the murders and that's where you know, all of these evils dwell. Mm-hmm. And I, re- the disciples come to him and they said, the Pharisees were really offended by what you said. And he was like, <laughs> I bet they were because yeah. it hit it's home. Yeah. It hit home. And now they're just demonstrating the truth of that. Mm-hmm. They've got murder in their heart and they're yeah. worried about Being defiled, and like, oh, if I go into a Gentile's house, I won't be able to eat the Passover. Well, if I murder an innocent man who happens to be the Messiah, the Son of of God, I think you're a little worse off. I I think you're disqualified. No,
2: seriously.
0: (laughs) And so, um, Kathy, do you have uh, the time of day?
2: So, this was still very early in the morning, and again, again, against the law. Mm -hmm. But I see how um, it was orchestrated because they had a certain death. That they wanted Jesus to die of.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it had to be uh, a death that they weren't uh, given permitted to to do. Oh yeah. That's uh, and cool. so. Uh, so you're on
0: the ultimate desire of Jesus' enemies. Then? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That too. Let's it's, let's uh, go the, back to the accusation made against Jesus, just real quick.
1: And the place they. were. Okay. Go to yeah. the place.
0: Well, sorry. Really quickly on the praetorian. I just thought this
1: was interesting because that's this is what they're doing. They're bringing trying to bring Jesus. Well, kind of like what Kathy was saying, under Roman jurisdiction. And I was just thinking how it's never a good idea to go to the world about spiritual things. It reminded me of, um, mm. sorry guys, church history moment. Constantine, I mean, who really set the course for church history in a lot of ways. Um, Constantine would go and preside over church councils and the church leaders allowed him to do that because he had ended the persecution. And they so appreciated terrible. him. Yes. And so he's coming in and making all of these church decisions. And so the world advising on spiritual matters. It's like, that should never, Be the case, and what a mess that that got you know the church into. But it's just interesting, they're trying to bring
0: this whole issue into you know uh, the world's jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, Kathy, because I want you to go to the ultimate desire of Jesus' enemies, but I want you to tell me about the accusation that they made against Jesus.
2: Well, they said that he was an evildoer, okay.
0: And what (laughs) evil had he done?
2: And there was no evil that he did other than that threatened their power and their control,
0: and he never verbally threatened their power of control. It was just the fact that he went about doing good.
2: Right. Mm. And by
0: doing good, he made them look evil. Yes, you had a thought? Oh,
1: no, also, yeah, I just felt like this was so
0: funny. They're like, well, we wouldn't have brought
1: him to you if he hadn't done anything. It was like, this is like a political press conference. You know, those, whatever, the spokesperson for the press. I mean, they just dodge questions the whole time. Well, I don't, I mean, maybe there's a, I don't know. I mean, they just, it's just so... Twisting words, like never
0: actually coming out and saying it, like, well, well obviously he did something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like yeah. what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Pilate obviously sees this, because he says, you judge totally. him according to your lot, because, you know, I've seen an innocent man, I've never seen him before. If he was an insurrectionist, I'd be acquainted with him. Right. Yeah. He'd be on my radar, he'd be on Rome's right. radar. So what kind of evildoer is he, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, I think there was a commentary was talking about that. Like, he knew what an insurrectionist looked like. Right. Right. I mean, he dealt with all these right. people. How many there were like... Dozens of messianic movements, like during this same time period, a lot of people. I'm the, messi-, you know, just trying to stir things up and. And insurrectionists. the religious.
0: The religious leaders were not unfavorable towards um, those who were against Rome. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, the fact that they're against Jesus, he's like, wait a second, <laughs> yeah. you know, wait <laughs> a second.
2: Yeah, because yeah, they really weren't his friends.
0: Mm-hmm. The, uh, the
2: Jews did not like the Romans. They did not like the Roman rule. They they were constantly chafed against the Roman yeah, rule. Yeah. And so here's Pilate looking yes. at these Jews who they he knows that they hate him. Yes. He hates them. Right. <laughs> and yet they're manipulating this and trying to present preparing to present a case.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So mm-hmm. Is, yeah. okay.
0: And now we get to the ultimate desire of Jesus' enemies. And Kathy, um, I didn't want to get to that too fast because yeah. I love yeah. this part we're too. We have time now. Yeah. Um, and that was as you said to have jesus crucified not stoned because they could actually stone somebody legally could they legally stone somebody they did stephen they could legally stone somebody and remember how they brought the woman to be stoned in john chapter 8 so the jews were allowed to stone because that was considered like a um a mass decision okay okay but they couldn't crucify Right. And they want him crucified. And they want him crucified because they they want him to be cursed, right? Mm-hmm. And right. they believe that no one will follow him if he's considered a curse. Mm-hmm. And they want him to be crucified because it's public. It's shaming right. and it will deal with him, you know, completely, right? Mm-hmm. It, you know, is is what they feel. And um, I love do, are you going to bring out Galatians? No, go ahead. And it's yeah. probably
1: similar, but yeah. Yeah, well,
0: Galatians 3.13, right. that he was made a curse for us. Mm. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I love that part, again, when you're talking about the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, that they don't know about the deeper magic. Right. Right? Yes. That if somebody magic. <laughs> innocent yep. yeah. dies, the curse reverses itself. Right. Yeah. And that's what you have. It's like you cannot curse the holy. Yeah, And, you know, I love that, you know, if a high priest touched something that was unclean, he became unclean. But if Jesus as holy touched something that was unclean, he made it clean.
1: Yeah. And this made everybody partake of, Jew and Gentile partake of Jesus' death. I mean, this way everybody's involved, you know, because we all all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So this wasn't just a Jewish thing, which is funny because those times in history where everybody's just like... Calling the Jews Jesus killers. It's like <laughs> all of our sin did this, you know yes, what I mean? Yes. And so I, I love that too. There's just so much, like you said, the deeper magic, like there's so much deeper stuff,
0: deeper right. things that Jesus is doing here. And the fact that it's a cross of wood, because the sacrifice was always um, on the wood. Mm. And so, and then also, uh, it's often called a tree, right? Mm-hmm. And we think that Adam and Eve, Sin came because of a tree Mm -hmm. and sin is forgiven because the -hmm. Holy One um, gave himself on a tree.
1: And Jesus said, if I am lifted up, I will That's draw unto right. myself like the bronze right. serpent in the wilderness. It's like there's so much there right.
2: with him being crucified. Well, it's amen. just amazing. Also, don't you see that they think they're in such control? They think that yeah, evil is yeah. triumphing. And yet God, from the beginning, this is unfolding as God had said, even in Deuteronomy, which goes with the Galatians, Deuteronomy 21, 22, yeah, the 23, that it's a curse to be um, crucified on a tree. Mm-hmm. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you just see, they're thinking they're getting their way and God is getting his way.
1: Yeah, I wrote that down. Like they're saying, you know, he's, Jesus said, by contrast, my, thy will be done. And these guys are like, my will. That was actually kind of like a, a check for me, like the takeaway uh, that I got from the desire of Jesus' enemies there. And it's just the fact that they, when you're so bent on something that at all costs, it's like like just Machiavellian. And you know, what is that? Um, uh what's that, that principle? It's like, oh, um, means to an end. Like, you know, justify, that justifies it. You know, if I can get what I want done, it's like, oh my gosh, I never want to be in that position. Steamrolling to do that. It's like, whoa.
2: <laughs> and then we can have confidence that if if it seems like all hell is breaking on us or if mm. we're so misrepresented, if we just completely surrender ourselves to Jesus, we, he, he's going to take care he of us. He's going to get the
0: victory and yeah. he is going to give us the victory. Yeah. So I okay. had something in, along those lines, uh, what you said before about they're all players and God is working out his will. And I put these individuals are all players in the cosmic ransom and redemption of all mankind. Wow. And they I think, think they're you know, mm-hmm. accomplishing their own will. Mm-hmm. But those who are, are think they're manipulating and using are being used and manipulated as God brings his salvation. One thing that's right. really interesting though, is that critics of the Bible said there was, um, Pilate was never in Jerusalem. They said that Pilate Mm. and that, they said this was all made up, that uh, the Gospel writers just um, picked the name Pilate because they knew he was a Roman um, governor Mm. and so they just chose it. And then in 1961 in Caesarea, an inscription Mm. um, by Pilate given to Caesarea was found and it it stated the very years that he reigned In Jerusalem, which was 1926 to, uh, I'm sorry. 1926? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, 1926, 26 <laughs> AD to 33, uh, 36 AD. So it's right
1: in that yeah. Right
0: in that time. Mm-hmm. And again, here it is, you know. And I, you think that the Lord allowed that to be covered for so long? Okay, you want to believe a lie? You want to believe there was no pilot? You go ahead. Mm-hmm. But at the right time, I'll prove mm-hmm. that absolutely. And I find that so interesting and striking in Israel that all the things they're finding, you know, these Jews, these archaeologists are verifying the life and testimony of Jesus Christ in the yeah, Gospels, yeah, yeah. Um, even more so than the Old Testament, even though that's being verified too. But even more so, they said they're they're beginning to think of Luke as the greatest historian. Wow, that's so um, great that ever isn't, you know. And mm-hmm. isn't that just like the boldness of the Bible? Like I'm going to list all of these places. You know what I mean?
1: If this was a fake book, don't you think you'd try a little harder to be vague? That's right. Of so specific.
0: <laughs> okay. Now, day six, this is the interaction between Pilate and and Jesus. Mm -hmm. And this is fascinating. So it begins with between Pilate and Jesus. So we have Pilate and the elders. Now we've got Pilate and Jesus, and then we're going to have Pilate with the crowd. Mm-hmm. so we've got all these different interactions and that's one thing that you find in john's gospel is that he always talks about the interactions yeah. what the people mm-hmm. think what the people are saying um interactions between even more so than anyone else the interactions uh of people and jesus with different individuals mm-hmm. so as we go into this uh what do you see significant and we're just going to stick with each phrase uh mm-hmm. about king of the jews what is significant about that well, first question is, where did Pilate get this information? Don't you think that that's um, something that they said to him yeah, because they said, so. you know, he calls himself a king, yeah, 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 and yeah. that that would be the only thing that would stick right. is that he called oh, himself yeah, so a, a Roman. That's the right. only thing a Roman uh, governor would, about. would yeah. care about if, is, is if he was posing a challenge to Caesar. That's it. That's yeah. all they care about, and they don't care mm-hmm. about the Jewish laws. They don't care if he healed on the Sabbath. You know, they don't care that he cleaned out the temple. They don't care about any of those things. What they care about is, is he a rebel to Caesar? Yeah. Is he saying, "I'm king" rather than right. Caesar? Yeah. So, um, do you? I, have? I was just thinking about the spirit, the spirituality of this. Like the whole,
1: the whole time. You know, Pilate, of course, he's an earthly man and he's not, you know, he's not a follower of Jesus. He's not, he's just thinking in horizontal terms. Right. And Jesus is speaking on a spiritual level this whole time. And just, I just thinking how often, we were talking about this earlier this week, how we miss the the spiritual warfare. We miss like what God is really Mm -hmm. doing behind the scenes
0: here and just the, the higher purposes and plans here. Well, like last week we were talking about it when Jesus says, "And if you've got, you know, sword, take it." And they've got, oh, we've got two swords, and yes, he's like, "That's like, not what I'm talking yeah, about." You know, yeah, like put okay, you <laughs> know, that, uh, don't go down that road. Uh, we're talking about something spiritual. And like Paul said that the natural man does not understand the things of the spirit because they are spiritually discerned. Yes, exactly. But what we also see, King of the Jews is Jesus actually had a biological right to be the king and Matthew would have known that as a tax collector Mm -hmm. um Joseph had to go to Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David so this is all on record and then again the magi had come um seeking him who was born king of the Jews no doubt that had to go down on record somewhere Uh, Mm um And that he was biologically legally. He, and
2: legally yeah. legally you know, in, in the, every way yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. wow Contrasted legally the and biologically trial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: and then we see also in John chapter 6 John records that after he fed the multitude they came to force him to be king. The people wanted him as king. Interestingly enough, I was, I was reading in 1 Samuel chapter 15 today, um, and 14, that the people wanted a king that would fight their battles. Yeah. And that was the whole reason that Israel wanted a king. They said, we want someone who's gonna fight our battles, that will fight our enemies, that will raise up an army so that we can be protected. And that's why they wanted a king. And Jesus is the king. The ultimate king that God raises up to fight the greatest enemies. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the enemies that you really need protection right. from. You need protection from sin. You need protection from judgment. You need protection from condemnation and you need protection from death. Satan. So here's yeah. the ultimate king that God raises up, the man after God's own heart to protect us from the true mm. enemies. That's and really so cool. I just think how significant Oh, this king of the Jews is because, yes, this is who he is. Totally. And and Jesus will say, you know, for this cause I was born. Yeah. And then I love that he says, Are you speaking this for yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Because I think he's saying, What is your own heart telling you? Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. It's just like what we, I mentioned this, I think, last week and then with the Jonah study, how God always asks us questions, Mm -hmm. like to get to the heart of the matter. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to ask you a question about this because I want you to, like, really think about.
0: Your response here. That's mm-hmm. I love that. And, and don't you love that Jesus is going after Pilate?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, yeah. after Pilate's soul. He's going after him. Like, you know, it's like he's using this as an opportunity. Pilate, you know this is true. Mm-hmm. You know it. Another gospel that says, You've said it. Yeah. You said it.
1: You know, you know it. And isn't this the most, I didn't compare all the Gospels, but isn't this the most um, Jesus really dialogues with any of these people at mm-hmm. his trials? I was like, wow, he really takes the time
2: with Pilate yeah. to really, he talks about why he
1: came, like everything lays it out there. It's right. like, wow, right. for him of all people.
2: Well, and have, we have in another Gospel that Pilate's wife warned him.
0: Yes, Matthew, oh, Watch out that. for this Matthew. man. Matthew. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: I've suffered much because of him. I you had know? a dream
0: and I've suffered yeah. much. Exactly, yes. Um, and what have you done? What have you done? So Mm -hmm. Jesus was innocent. He says, "There's got to be something else, right? Because I'm looking at you. What what did you do that got these guys so angry? What did you do? Mm -hmm. You know, because there's no charge against Jesus that would hold in a Roman court. So he's asking, "What have you done?
2: Oh boy, and how Jesus could answer that? Yeah, look (laughs) at what I've done. Yeah, exactly. All these are." uh, that I am not evil, because yeah. all I have done is good.
1: Yeah, I was thinking of that, uh, where that verse that says he has done all things well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, that's pretty much what he did, like you said,
0: Kathy. Right. You said. But, but Jesus answers with, I'm a king. That's what I've done, I'm a mm. king. Yeah, I've got a kingdom that's not of this world. My kingdom is a threat to the kingdom of this world. That's what I've done, I've mm. come. Yeah, I've come as the representative, the ambassador of another kingdom, and this goes back to all the parallel uh, parables where he, you know, the vineyard, mm. and I'll send my son. So the vineyard has made itself its own kingdom, mm. and the great right. king sends his son. Right, and they said, "Let's kill the heir, and the kingdom will be ours." So that's what he's, you know, saying. I, I'm I'm a king. All he did was yeah. show up. Yes and it exactly. was a threat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's young. Yeah, that's the kingdom of his world of this world. Mm-hmm. That's the next one there. Which I love. Yeah. My kingdom is not of this world. Yeah. And it says my kingdom is not now mm. of this world. And I love that word now. Because someday this kingdom, this the kingdom of of um of our God will become the kingdom of this world, yes. and of his Christ. Yes. I'm, I'm quoting yes. from Handel's Messiah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Did you want to sing and from first? Revelation, right? The fact that we're not of this world, so no wonder we don't fit in. No mm-hmm. wonder there is that grief that we feel, but the day will come when we will be, this world will belong to Jesus, and he, he will be ruling and reigning. And, oh. and yeah, I love the, the,
0: the part that he says, you know, if, if my kingdom was of this world, my, my people would fight. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't let this happen. In other words, when Jesus is king, evil will not triumph. Mm. When Jesus is on the throne, evil will not have Mm. a place. It won't be able to bring a false accusation. It won't be able to accuse the innocent. Mm -hmm. Evil, sorrow, hurt, damage has no place. You know, in my kingdom, this is not allowed. allowed. Yeah. yeah, It's a
1: kingdom Christ built kingdom. on peace, on truth. truth like all justice. of justice. Justice, exactly. Not
0: like a kingdom in this mm-hmm. world. And his that. kingdom is greater, higher, and more powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you rightly it's, say, I am a king. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is an apt charge. Mm-hmm. I, I think Jesus is, off, is almost saying, that's the charge that will stick.
2: Right, yeah. yeah.
0: That's the that's, charge yeah. that will stick.
2: And then yeah. for him to say, for this cause I was born. This mm-hmm. is why i here. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, again, you can see him reaching out yeah. to Pilate. P- he says that this is um, he believes this is why Jesus died because he was a threat to Caesar um, and Caesar being Lord mm-hmm. and Caesar being king. But Pilate is doing something interesting later when he writes uh, right. the, 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 the cause. Accusations, yeah. So what about yeah. this? Um, I was born the cause that he was born.
1: No, I was in that. I was thinking that, again, we see his control. Like, Pilate thinks, like, he's in charge of this trial, and he's interrogating Jesus. But Jesus is like, for this reason, I was born. This, is, this was supposed to happen. Everything that's happening
0: right now mm-hmm. is working toward my, my, goal, my goal, my end. So. And that's what Hebrews says, too. Um, the author of Hebrews says that Jesus became a man for the sole purpose of death. Mm-hmm. Um so he could die for our sins but he says for this cause I was born uh, to bear witness of the truth. Yeah. And again I I thought of John chapter 1 mm-hmm. that he comes he comes into the world with truth and grace mm. but as truth he exposes all the lies and so in this we see all the hypocrisy all the lies Pilate's not as powerful as he thinks he is mm-hmm. in fact in another gospel Jesus said you could have no power right. unless it was given to you by my father in heaven that might be in John chapter 19 we'll find out next Oops. week yes. <laughs> yes but um and then I love this everyone who is of the truth here's my voice yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
1: my she- I always
0: think of that. I find such comfort in that verse in John 10. My
1: sheep hear my voice. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear him. I was even thinking of um, Elijah in the cave, you know, and there, there's the, the wind and the earthquake and the fire. And Elijah just stayed in the cave until he heard this still small voice. And then he's like, that's God speaking. Mm-hmm. It's like, we
0: will recognize and know his voice if we are his. So it was just comforting. It's like the story of um, Jennifer Brand, Joey Brand's wife. I was talking to her because Joey was in a class with her at um, a, a college, and it was a speech class uh, Mira Miracosta. Mm-hmm. And Joey started giving his testimony. And afterwards, she hunted Joey down, and she said, All right, I'm a biology major. And there's so many conflicting theories in biology, and I'm really worried about the future of the earth. And we were destroying it, what's going to happen? And he said, Jesus is going to come back and start a program of restoration that we're all going to be part of, and he's going to renew all things and restore all things. And I said, did you think he was crazy? And she's like, no. She said, you know, I had heard so many lies, but when I heard the truth, I recognized it Mm, immediately. And she said, my heart bore witness to the truth. And there is that bearing witness to the truth i mean kathy you knew it when you were a non-christian when you first heard the truth oh
2: it was obvious i mean and i think that um here is jesus reaching out to Pilate, saying what i'm saying is true do you believe this mm-hmm. and Pilate and you know threw up his hands and just said what is truth mm-hmm. just i i love the fact that that's what the security we can have when we proclaim the word of god to our children to those that are in rebellion that we are speaking the truth whether they receive it or not, that's still the truth and maybe it'll come back to them. Because that's what happened to me at that time mm. when I heard the truth. It came back. It haunted me. Mm. The word of God haunted me until I, you know.
0: And there is this story told by, I think it's uh, Seneca. Uh, one of the historians talked about how Pilate was forever washing his hands. I mean, mm. we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. But just that it was haunting to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: No, I was thinking about, just as you said that, what's that verse, is, is that in 1 Peter as well where it says that the truth is it's an incorruptible seed? Mm-hmm. So that seed's yeah. planted and yeah. it just does not, you know, like yeah. you said, it doesn't go away. There's something just kind of right. resonating.
2: Right, and we can have security in that when mm. we proclaim the truth too. Yeah, That it'll, re- it'll stay. Yeah, it'll stay. <laughs> Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's good. And
2: um, in First Timothy, it says First Timothy six thirteen. It yep. says Jesus witnessed a good confession before Pilate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, like that. I just thought that was so neat to see that in the epistles.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to John eighteen thirty eight through thirty nine. So, let's comment on um, Pilate's reaction I to Jesus' you, declaration. I wish I knew like the tone of voice there, because mm-hmm. you
1: know you read commentaries. They're like, oh, he said this cynically, or was he just like. I don't, don't like, for, yeah, you know. I don't know what truth is. Yeah, I don't know. Couldn't it a, be
0: both? Though, yeah. I mean, it yeah. could it could be both because I think I mean he worked for Rome. You know, he, everything was corrupt. To get where he was, he probably lied a lot. He was very, yeah. and he was very yeah. corrupt, yeah. and so he's like, you know, why is truth important? Or yeah. who even cares about truth? Yeah. Which I think is so fascinating because we live in a time where truth is relevant. Batized. yeah it's like, well, what truth my do truth. you want my yeah. truth? This is my truth, where you know Jesus is like, no truth is truth, yeah. there is a truth an absolute that an absolute truth that is non negotiable yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you can't live like that, you know, mm-hmm. like with my truth and your truth, i
1: mean it I don't know, then, then you're just constantly, I think, in anguish trying to preserve and protect
0: your truth. And mm-hmm. it's like. But don't yeah. you think as you know, being born in Rome, growing up in the system, yeah. he's never been confronted by truth before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And suddenly he's confronted by truth. And you know, without Christ, we're rarely confronted with truth, it's without true. Christ. Yeah. Because you know, um, again, truth becomes relativized. But when we confront Christ, here is truth. Okay, his verdict concerning Jesus.
2: He comes out, Pilate comes
0: out and says, I find no fault in him. Okay, and mm. this is important because the sacrifice that was offered right. had to be faultless. Mm. Remember, the lamb had to be without blemish. Yeah. Three yeah. times. Pilate will say, I find no fault with him. Three wow. times wow. he will declare Jesus' yeah, innocence. Keep
1: trying to spring him free. You see him <laughs> yeah. keep trying to do this, and, and like what you were saying, Kathy, too, about his wife coming in, like, don't do anything with this guy. I'm like, what is going on in the spiritual realm right now? I was talking to somebody. They're
0: declaring the sacrifice as worthy. Yeah, exactly. Wow.
1: Wow. And I just, man, I was talking to somebody this week about the study. It was actually Emily Philby. She was just saying how like, you know, we talk about, I want to see a replay in heaven. And she's like, what I want to see with this whole thing from the garden all the way through is to see what was going on in the spiritual realm during this time. There's so much happening here. You know, like I said, Pilate's wife having a dream. You've got, you know, the angels coming to Jesus in the garden. There's so much of... Like the the eternal spiritual
0: like manifesting itself here, it's crazy. So okay, and the wow. offer we, the offer is so important. Yeah, and the significance of the offer is so important. So he offers to be lenient with Jesus. Do they want a criminal, a terrorist, mm-hmm. like Barabbas, and his name means son of the father? Interesting. Yeah. And so it, it takes you to the scapegoats. You know, that one, the sin is laid on and one dies and one is sent out to the wilderness, mm-hmm. you know, to, to take the sin. So you've got one goes free and one is, is killed. And so you've got these two and they're both sons of the father. One is the wow. son of the earthly father. So the son of the earthly father goes free because of the son of the heavenly father. Wow, wow. And deep. so... Yeah, a lot of yeah. deep stuff happening here. <laughs> and do you want One. Yeah who fights against Rome, truly fights against Rome, Mm -hmm. one who is truly guilty, or one who does good, heals, a man of peace released. Which one Mm -hmm. do you want? Mm -hmm. And the people, for the most part, they wanted a rebel. This is not, I just read this thing about Easter myths, and don't ever say that this is the same crowd. Yes. Don't ever, ever say this is the same crowd that hailed Jesus coming into Jerusalem. It's not. This is, this is the chief priest. Yeah, they're stirring up this whole. Yeah. And people. those that are
2: in cahoots with them, those that have you know, similar interests.
0: These are zealots. Yes, these are zealots. It's interesting because later, um, after um, the resurrection, Jerusalem begins to fall apart on its own. Uh, people begin to turn on each other. The zealots who worked in... Uh, collusion mm-hmm. or with the priest because the priest promised them you know like you'll get your mayon mm-hmm. if you cooperate with us and, and Barabbas was the leader of an insurrection yeah. so they want to they wanted Jesus to fight against Rome and Jesus wouldn't mm-hmm. so they'll take Barabbas because he'll fight the fight right. they want well, that's, yeah. that's, that's, he's that's more the Messiah side they want yeah.
1: And I, yeah that was kind of one of my big biggest takeaways on this was just how uh, man will choose anyone but God mm-hmm. anyone but Jesus you know I don't care who it is anyone but Jesus mm-hmm. because that's just our human nature to rebel against God, and it reminded me, I might have shared this before, I don't remember, but I just always think of this as my example. Um, Aldous Huxley, I think he was, wasn't he like the drug movement in the 60s? He talked about, when he was talking about evolution, he said, I didn't believe in evolution because I thought it was legitimate, but because it uh, freed me to own my erotic passions. In other words, if, I, if there's no God and I have nothing that I'm accountable to, I can do whatever I want. Wow. And I was like, that's really behind yeah. the world system on every level. It's like, if I can do whatever I want, then I'm going to go with that. I don't care as long as it's not God.
0: And you know, Barabbas under Rome should never have been released because mm. he's an insurrectionist. He's mm. a murderer. He's a thief. He's like, should never have been no. released. But because yeah. of Jesus, he's released. Yeah. Because of Jesus, the vilest, the worst mm. is right. set free. Because Jesus becomes a sacrifice let's really quickly do the takeaway because we're out of time
2: okay, and do the, it, uh, the, the um, he was called a thief um, because but we also know that he was a rebel that he was a murderer and that word thief is the same word used for the thieves that were crucified on the other either mm. side of Jesus and that they think that was there a possibility that the the crosses that were all prepared for Jesus was supposed to be for Barabbas, and that Jesus died in Barabbas' case, which we do know is the truth. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And uh, that we are thieves and robbers and murderers. We are like Barabbas, where we don't deserve to to live. We are Mm -hmm. truly condemned, but Jesus stood and and took our place. Mm -hmm. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Amen. Jasmine? I think that sums it up. That's great, yeah. And I, I said, you know, how God is orchestrating everything according to righteous judge justice. Mm-hmm. You know, God is, he's behind the scenes, everything. Again, Jesus being proclaimed innocent, Jesus being taken by Caiaphas, the high priest, the charges being brought by Caiaphas, delivering him to be crucified, the fact that it's a crucifixion, the fact that it's at yeah, Passover. Right. Yes. I mean, the time is so significant. This is so the time much. when the Lamb that will, you know, cover for your sins so yeah. you don't, your house is not condemned. Yeah. Um, and it points to that he will, I was thinking about the Passover, he will forgive our sins, he will reconcile us to God, he will deliver us from the power and oppression of sin and lead us into God's promises. Mm. And I thought, you know, this is the new exodus. Mm. This, is the, this is the lamb that will be killed um, the true, which the first Passover only pointed to. Yeah, the shadow is, and the substance. This yeah. is the actual one. So that's amazing. That's good. Um, Jasmine, you wanna close this out in prayer? Sure. <laughs> oh Lord, um, Lord, there's just so much. Uh, I, I
1: thank you for your word that it is so living and active and it's constantly revealing to us more of who you are and just the great wisdom the great power, God, um, and authority behind everything that you do, Lord. Even just Jesus' command in this entire situation and just uh, the fulfillment of all prophecy, all of these things, Lord Jesus, that uh, that come to fruition in you. And we thank you so much for uh, just all you have done, Lord. And uh, we can't thank you enough. And, and we pray, Lord, that you would continue just to reveal more and more of who you are to us, um, of, of your truth, God. If truth is in Jesus, then we want to just keep um, our eyes fixed on you always, and uh, just ask that you would continue to become greater and greater in our in our minds, in our hearts, Lord, um, so that we Uh, are able to have the right perspective on everything in our lives, Lord Jesus. We thank you that that comes from you, God. Having you uh, really uh, in our mind's eye will give us that clarity and that truth that we need. And so we love you, Lord. We thank you so much for this time. Uh, Just continue to go before us now as we walk in these things. In Jesus' name, amen.